Sometimes you just have to sit back and fucking surrender to the universe and have faith in yourself and the universe, God, source, whatever you want to call it. Buddha? You're never going to have control over every little thing in this human lifetime. I don't know why, but that's just a fucking rule. And it might change at some point. I might be wrong. But right now, that's what's happening. So you know what? Just sit back and fucking enjoy the ride. You don't have to know every little detail. You don't have to plan out every little detail. You don't have to know every single thing that is coming for you every single second. It's okay to be in the unknown. It's okay to not know what's next. It's okay to not know what your next step forward is. It's okay to have no idea where you're going for a week, for a month, for a year, for three years. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the goddamn simulation. Nothing really fucking matters except what you give meaning to. And what I give meaning to is helping people. That lights my goddamn fucking soul on fire. And I've learned that surrendering to the universe and having faith is indescribable. I will be describing it in this episode, but it's indescribable. Hello, lovely souls. And welcome to the You're Not Fucked podcast, hosted by yours truly, Alexa fucking Bramer. Think of this podcast as your weekly survival guide. Trauma changes the way the brain works. And oftentimes we are left wondering, why am I so fucked in the head? Why am I like this? Why, why, why? Well, I'm here to tell you that you're not fucked. Your brain is working perfectly for the programming it received. Trauma! There's hope left for you, even if all you can feel is darkness. Tune into my crazy, beautiful, fucked up life to learn how I cope with immense amounts of trauma and turn it into my comeback story. Let's jump right into today's episode, which is all about surrendering. Because you guys know this is one of my favorite topics. This is how I manifest things. This is how I live my life. This is my lifestyle. This is my spiritual outlook currently. Because, as you know, things are changing all the time and I don't stay stuck to an identity. And so right now, surrendering is what works best for me. But people go through seasons, people go through phases. So at some point, this might not be what's optimal and what's best for me. And it might not be what's best for you. But at some points, it definitely might be. And I had to surrender to the universe for so many reasons. I wanted to make this episode a year ago. Well, not quite. A year ago in like two months. One year ago and one month I left and I was in Costa Rica and then a month after that I was in Panama and the disaster happened. And that brings me to today's episode. I am finally, finally going to get into what happened during my travels. I thought I could record this episode right after I got back. I thought I could record it after three months, after six months, after a year. But it was one of the most traumatic events of my life and I had a really hard time accepting that at first. And so I wanted to just pretend that it wasn't and push through and make the episode and pretend that everything was fine. And I simply could not do that. It completely took over. And that's okay. It broke me down. It cracked me open. I felt like I got struck by lightning and... I don't want to go through that experience again. It was not fun. But it brought me to where I am today. And I'm so fucking happy. I still have a long ways to go. I still have a lot of healing to do. A lot of balancing. But I finally decided just to accept who I am. Where I'm at right now. 
I'm worthy of everything I want right now. I'm so worthy of all the love, all the health, everything. I don't need to get to any place. I don't need to get better at meditating or better at Reiki or better at healing other people or better at staying calm or better at eating or better at this or X, Y, and Z. I don't need to do X, Y, and Z in order to be worthy of fucking anything. Simply because we exist, simply because we are souls in a human flesh body prison, (laughs) we are deserving. That is the natural nature. That is the nature of abundance. That is the nature of the natural order. When you are connected to God source, to love source, to (laughs) intelligent infinity, um, the universe, all of that abundance flows consistently and constantly. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to beg for it. You don't have to change. It just comes and goes. It comes and goes and waves exactly when you need it because you are connected and divinely connected. There are no blocks and it comes exactly when you need it. And I didn't mean to say it comes and goes. That's not quite what I meant, but you get the gist of it. It is It is the natural way of things. We aren't supposed to be in a state of lack and despair and sorrow and suffering 24-7 and feeling like we don't have enough and actually not having enough. Like there are people on this earth that don't have enough water and food and clean resources and even women tampons and things for like their periods and kids for when they get sick. And so I'm so tired of hearing the bullshit manifestation that You just have to think positive and everything will come your way. And if it isn't, then you're just not thinking positive. Like, no. It is so much deeper than that. If you only think positive or you try, because I don't think that's actually possible to 24-7, 100% only think positive. um, In my opinion, that is spiritual bypassing because... There is so much beauty in the range of emotions. Emotions aren't good or bad. They are just emotions. Anger is just anger. Sadness is just sadness. Sorrow is just sorrow. The problem is, is when there is too much of one taking over or too much of many taking over because there's supposed to be pal- <laughs> there's supposed to be balance. Emotions, everything is supposed to come and go in waves. And so if something is there for a really long time, such as sadness, that can cause depression. And it's not the sadness that is the problem. It is the overabundance of it. Abundance is a beautiful, lovely thing, but it also needs to be balanced within itself. That's why you have abundance um, come in polarity and in waves. It's also why some people don't get it 24-7. There might be some people out there that are... (laughs) Okay, Now, now that just changed my perspective. Whoa. We are 24-7 abundance. We can look around at any point and be grateful for everything, and that is the abundance right there. But I'm talking about specifically what you want as a desire for that abundance, like wanting financial freedom to travel or wanting to stay at a certain place and needing the money for that, that kind of things, and that abundance not coming. Sometimes that's actually because there's a better plan there for you and your higher self has a different plan for you and so that rejection that you're feeling from that event or that situation or that person um, is actually redirection can't remember who i heard that from but i think it might have been pursuit of bliss but uh, rejection is redirection it's not that you can't have 
what you want. It's that the universe has a way better plan than what your human monkey brain mind is thinking of you right now. There's so, so, so much more out there that our minds can't even possibly perceive. And so that's why I like to surrender because I don't know everything. I can't see everything. There's this whole web in our world, the earth, the universe, all of our souls, everything. There's this huge giant web and infinite miniature webs within all of that and subwebs within all of those and fractals, basically. Our whole lives are fractals, but it's all interconnected. And I can't see all of it. I can definitely tap into some of it. We all can. We all have that potential. But right now, in this human flesh prison, I cannot tap into all of it. And so that, again, is why I surrender to my higher self. Who can? Who does have access to that? I have access to my higher self. I might not have access to the whole of my higher self. I might not quite be my higher self. I mean, we all are. But... The point is, I'm in training to be my higher self. That is just me in the future. That is just me with more knowledge and more experience. And it all happens at the same time. So basically, that is me right now as well. When I mean everything happens at the same time, I'm, I mean like time and time is simultaneously happening. And so when I was traveling, I, I was really, really forced to test my faith. All right, so let's get into it. I was in Costa Rica for a month with a friend at the time, and she went home, and I stayed. And as soon as she left, I had a very awful, awful feeling, and then the San Jose chaos happened, which I made a whole episode about, so go back through my previous episodes, I think it's three before it's labeled San Jose, um, I think it's episode seven or eight. So she left, I had this horrible feeling, and I went back to the beach hostel that we had stayed at for a month. And I was really, really happy to be there. It felt really cool to solo travel, but I also just had this really weird feeling, and I thought that maybe it was just because I'm in an uncomfortable situation since it's something I've never, ever done before in a foreign country, totally alone, don't speak the language, I've never done that before. So I was like, let me just give it time. And a friend that we had made there, me and my previous girlfriend from Canada, um, he was still there. And he said that the Dutch girls had invited him to Panama and that I could come with him if I wanted. I thought, hey, this is the point of solo traveling, is you meet other people and you go travel with them. I knew them all for basically a month and I thought that it would be all right. I even had a hard time saying that now because I don't know how I thought that. I must have been so scared and lonely solo traveling after Michaela left and not being able to admit that to myself because of what other people had put in my head. Other people had said, like, there's so many girls that solo travel, I'll be fine, that it's normal to, like, get homesick and, like, lonely. So I had a hard time admitting to myself that I actually really wanted to go home. Because I didn't. I didn't want to go home at all. Like when Michaela was here, I was totally fine. And I think it was because I was so comfortable having someone that I knew. Having someone... Ah, there's a wasp on me. Having someone that I knew there. I like how I just finished that sentence. Like I didn't just cut off and scream that there's a wasp on me. But anyways, no getting sidetracked today. So I sucked it up. And was like, no, I'm going to stay and I'm going to be a solo Miss World traveler. And I went to Panama with my guy friend to go see the Dutch girls. I'm going to call him Americano. 
and I'll call the two duchies, or Dutch girls, the duchies. And when we got to Panama, we had to book in a kind of dingy hostel, except I didn't realize how dingy. I thought it was still like, you know, like the one I was staying at in Costa Rica. It wasn't like super, super crazy upscale because it was on a beach, but it was also like clean and safe because we we booked last minute so there wasn't a lot available and we just really wanted to go so we went the duchies were in a really nice hostel it's called selena i really recommend them that's where i'm gonna stay next time when i go because i'm definitely going back i don't know when but i will so i cannot wait to release a podcast for when i'm traveling again i feel it in my gut it's happening soon it's gonna happen sooner rather than later because i have like a year to five year plan but my gut is like nah it's gonna it's gonna happen a little sooner than that darling so this hostel like had like water damage everywhere you could tell that when it rains that obviously it leaked onto like the bunk beds and stuff and um there's mornings that we woke up and there's no toilet paper so when me and americano had to take a poop there was no toilet paper so that was really unfortunate and uh yes eventually they got some and sometimes they were out of water like to shower or wash your hands or brush your teeth sometimes they did not have water to refill your water bottle as well which i wasn't used to i knew that i was in um like a poor country in costa rica and panama i'm very aware that i come from like a first world country a very privileged rich country and i can see could see the difference in costa rica even but I seen, I think I was still in a little bit of a bubble when I was there in Costa Rica. Because Panama really opened my my eyes. When I was in the hostel in Costa Rica, we were able to refill, refill our water bottles whenever we wanted. Unless the power was out due to the rain, which it hardly ever was. Because I was there during the little summer. And at the hostel we're at in Panama. Oh my goodness, this dragonfly. I don't know why so many bugs are still flying at me right now. Anyways, I'm sorry. It is so hard for me to stay on track with the story, but I love you guys and thank you so much for staying with me. I promise it will be worth it. We had to pay 50 cents to refill our water bottle at the little dingy hostel, which isn't a big deal at all. Like, I understand, like, they don't make a lot of money there. It is a poor country. Definitely understand. I'm not complaining about that at all. That's not what I'm saying. That's just an important fact for later. So... I remember the last dinner before everything went wrong the next day. It was at this beautiful um, waterfront restaurant, and it was like pirate theme, and there's a cannonball, um, not cannonball, what are they called? The thing that shoots a cannonball. The cannons! Anyways, there was a cannon in the front. Anyways, it was just absolutely beautiful. I had a delicious seafood meal, and it was just amazing, and still... I felt, I just didn't feel right. Something felt wrong. I just felt icky on the inside. Like, it just, I I knew things would have been different if I was staying in Selena and just with someone that I was more comfortable with because I was staying with Americano and he was my friend, but we were very different too. 
and I was very jealous of the duchies and the other girl that I met while we were traveling that they were staying at Selena but I knew that still wasn't the reason that I had this weird feeling it wasn't just like jealousy or me being upset or pouting like it was like hey like something's about to go wrong like be be aware like have your head up and I tried to talk to the two people I was at dinner with about that I worded that weird. I was at dinner and I tried to talk to my friends about this weird feeling and they said the same thing that they said before that, you know, solo traveling, you're just going to have to deal with getting homesick. Like, that's just part of it. Like, you can't give up. You got to keep going. What do you have to go home? What do you have to go back home for? Like, it's cold there. Americano just said a bunch of things being like, you don't need to. And I think now I realize he was projecting all of his own feelings onto me. But I wish that... I would have been with people that could have listened to me and heard my perspective instead of projecting their own onto me, instead of saying that I had to travel and this and that. I mean, it's my own fault for listening to them at the same time. Like, they can say whatever the fuck they want. And and that's the thing, too, is I'm allowed to want people to not be biased when they're saying things, but I also can accept that people are who they are. And that they can say whatever the fuck they want. Like, you can have both those perspectives. And so, we finished dinner and went to bed and I woke up and holy fuck. Also, I just want to mention that the Dutchies and Americano said that we were we were family and all of this stuff. And that we just we were connected and I just really thought that we were. So anyways, the next day happens and um, my glasses break. Thankfully, I had a backup, but they weren't the best. Uh, But yeah, my glasses break. Um, One of the friends that we made in Costa Rica, we found out, uh, passed away uh, with like the day before, the day before that. Very, very recently. It was very hard on us. The family didn't want to tell us stuff. It was really hard to get information. They thought somehow we were involved. We had no idea what was going on. We just heard he was dead and that was all and we were left hanging so that was really hard and then um my credit card got canceled my credit card got canceled canceled due to fraud and due to an error in my judgment I was supposed to go to a bank a bank in Panama but my friends kept saying we'll go later we'll go later and I shouldn't have listened to them and I should have pulled out money like I was going to in Costa Rica always 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 have emergency cash when you're traveling don't be an idiot like me and have enough emergency cash because I had like a little bit but it was not enough that could not count as emergency cash that was like spending change have more than one international card I didn't know at the time when I was solo traveling that you could have international debit cards. I just thought that debit cards didn't work in other countries. That's literally how, like, little experience I have solo traveling. Because I've traveled to quite a few places. I've been to Florida, Jamaica, Alaska, to a bunch of different provinces in Canada. But I was usually with, like, someone that was quite older than me that was usually the planner and paid for things. Or, you know, I would send them money and then they would use their card. So I didn't really didn't really have experience in that. This was brand new, me booking everything, me making the flight plan. Like, all of that was brand fucking new to me. And I did it for me and my friend. I did all of it. I planned everything. Yeah, so when my credit card got cancelled, um, I didn't have another card at all to access my money because I could also access my bank account through my credit card 
and uh, I did not have very much cash on me, emergency cash. And so I was like, oh, no problem. I'll use, uh, you know, I'll use my PayPal and send my money friends and they can pull out money for me and there will be enough for me to make it home. Because at this point I'm starting to panic, but I'm like, no, there's solutions. Yeah, my PayPal wasn't working. I didn't use it the entire time in Costa Rica. I remember trying to use it once and it didn't work. And obviously that was a warning sign and I didn't take it then. And I thought I fixed it and I didn't try it. I was like, no, I fixed it, so it's fine. So, my PayPal's not working. My credit card is cancelled. I don't have cash. And I have... I have money. I have money in my bank account and I just don't have access to it. And it is one of the most fucking frustrating things and i'm like holy fuck what the fuck do i do i was like i have no money i have no way to pay for a place to stay a place to eat and it is panama and not in like the safest part either so it was a really really horrifying thought like possibly having to stay on the streets i was absolutely horrified like those are places that you do not want to be sleeping on the street. Like, you don't even want to be walking alone at night when it gets dark there after, like... I mean, it gets dark there at, like, 5 or 6, but you don't want to be alone after, like, 9. And I was starting to realize, in my reality, that I might have to do that. And it was absolutely fucking horrifying. And the so-called friends that I was with didn't understand that. And they were like, you'll be fine. You'll figure it out. This is solo traveling. And they were laughing, telling me that I need to just enjoy the nature and not be stressed out. Well, I don't know where the fuck I'm sleeping, how the fuck I'm eating, how the fuck I'm getting home. I am miles and miles and miles away. I'm in a whole nother country. There's the United States. There's Mexico. There's Belize, Guatemala. Nicaragua, all of these different countries in between me and my home. And I had these people sitting here laughing, telling me it's fine. Well, one of them got mad because she lost her bathing suit in the ocean, even though she could buy another one. She was so mad over that. But me, my circumstance, how dare I be upset? How dare I shed a tear over that? I should just be happy. I should just be grateful. I should just have a positive, happy attitude. It was absolutely baffling that they were telling me to be okay when I was in such a scary, unknown circumstance. But I'm going to take a quick pause here because you might be able to hear it. But I'm walking through the wind and I just need to get to a calmer spot. I don't want to forget where I'm recording. So I'm making this little pause. BRB! So anyways, I didn't know what I was going to do. And Americano said that he was going to go to a different island and stay on one of the Salinas there. One of the hostels there. Because mind you, while all this is happening, I'm on the main island in Panama, so I'm not even on mainland. I don't know how the fuck I'm getting off the island because it costs money to get off with water taxis and stuff on the boat, so I'm literally stuck on this island. I had to cut that part out because I accidentally said someone's name, so I'm not quite sure where I left off. If it ended and skipped kind of weird, that's just why, guys. So, Americano said that he would pay for my two nights to stay at this other island. So, now I'm even farther away from mainland because I need a place to sleep. And he said that he would buy me food. Obviously, I'm going to 
pay him all back for that. That's the plan. I've paid back every single person that I borrowed money from during this disaster except him. And I'm still going to, even though it's a year later. I really don't think he listens to my podcast. But just in case you do, you know who you are. And I'm so grateful for any little bit of help that you gave me. And I'm definitely paying you back. Sorry it's taking me so long. (laughs) Anyways, that's not important for you guys. Um... So he paid for my food, uh, my other, one of the Dutchie girls paid for a little bit of my food, the other one didn't, um, which is fine, I'm not expecting, I wasn't expecting these people to help, I was really fucking hoping they would, considering they said that we were family the day before this all happened, and even with that I still wasn't expecting hope, or I wasn't expecting their help and just hoping and accepting any little bit that they gave me. And I am so fucking grateful for what they did, because without it, I don't know what would have happened to me. But at the same time, I do get to be angry, because they treated me like shit. To call me family, to call me the friends, and then treat me like that is not fucking cool. So, I'm trying to figure out what to do, how to get home, not sure what to do at all, because not only do I need money to get anywhere and stay anywhere figure things out i also need a covid test to get home that costs like 150 or 180 us so that's even more than what i have in canadian or than what's canadian dollars but anyways and it's just so frustrating because this whole time i have money i have money i could pay for all of this i could easily get home and i just can't figure out how to access it i just can't figure out my paypal i'm getting so frustrated i'm getting so scared and my friends keep telling me to calm down and not in a calm down like hey like i know you can figure out but like hey like you caused this by like thinking negatively and now it's gonna go worse because of you like you're fine like calm down you're fine you're fine this isn't even scary you're just freaking out for no reason instead of being like hey i know this is really scary but you got this it was a very invalidating thing it wasn't uh genuinely it wasn't them coming from a genuine place of help especially when i turn around and watch them get so sad and mad over the littlest things but then invalidate date me over something that is threatening my life and so everything was going good for like a day after the chaos because I was with them they're feeding me even though I was still scared and uh, we I was trying to plan something and so I went to the beach with them I literally followed them like puppies because well I mean we were all traveling together anyways but like (laughs) they had to feed me or they didn't have to feed me but they were feeding me so I was gonna follow them and so I went to the beach with them and I left my passport at the hostel that Americano and I were staying at. And I get a call from the hostel asking why is my stuff still in the room, that they're going to put it all out in the hallway. And, like, mind you, like, my laptop's there, my passport. Like, if I have no money, no passport, I don't know how the fuck I'm getting home. I already don't know, but, like, extra, I don't fucking know. And so at this point, I'm freaking out and, like, I'm asking them because we were supposed to stay there, me and Americano, for two nights. And it had been one night and we were supposed to stay another night. And she was telling me, like, no, and everything's booked up and all of this stuff. And so I'm like, nice, my passport and laptop is out of the room and I can't get to it right now because my friends won't leave. Because they're like, it's fine, it'll be fine, it's whatever, it's fine. So they won't leave and I can't leave because I don't have money. Because I went with them. And my phone is dying on top of it. 
And so I have to wait hours to find out what happens. Yeah, it was really, really cool. I was on this beach called Starfish Beach, and I was snorkeling, and there was definitely starfish there, and it was one of the most cool, beautiful, lovely experiences of my goddamn life. And I'm so thankful that even though I was crying, that I was on the verge of having a panic attack, I was able to calm down, and I was able to enjoy the beauty and the nature. Because as much as I say that I was, like, freaking out and all this stuff, I actually didn't cry that much. I actually, I only had one panic attack while I was there the entire time all of this was happening, which is a big shock for me. I think that is incredible. Because I used to have daily panic attacks to the point that, like, it was hard for me to get through, like, high school and college and work jobs. Like, I just had such debilitating, no, I can't say that, just panic attacks that just stopped me from being able to function. It was horrible. And I only had one panic attack on this trip during the scariest fucking trip of my life. Like, what? And so I'm on Starfish Beach waiting patiently to go back to the hostel to find out if someone stole my um passport and laptop and on top of it the place is booked so i don't know where i'm sleeping and my friends actually just straight up ignored me at one point when i was like trying to like talk to them about this and figure out what to do they actually just turned away from me and just completely ignored me it was wild i was like whoa i didn't realize there was a burden and that's when I realized that they weren't actually my friends. They didn't actually care about me. They only liked me when they could have a good time with me. When they enjoyed my happy energy. But they didn't actually want to be there for anything else. They didn't give a fuck about what happened to me at that moment. They literally turned around. They didn't care. They did not care at all. And I was even more horrified. And I was like, oh no. Something else bad is going to happen. <sighs> and boy did it. But I'm going to save that for part two. Um, something else while all this was happening is because I don't have access to money and I'm in a hostel and stuff. Like, I didn't have money to clean my clothes or my towel or anything like that. I didn't have money for soap. Like, I could have even done it by hand. And I had no money for soap. No access to it. My friends wouldn't buy that. <sighs> There's so, so much more that I'm going to add into this. And this is just introduction, guys. So stay tuned for more. And just know that this was actually the best thing that ever fucking happened to me. And I'm so fucking glad it did. But it doesn't mean that it wasn't traumatic. It doesn't mean that it wasn't one of the most scariest experiences of my life. And I just want to say something quickly too before I end this episode. Is I actually ran into someone recently. And they told me that they found out about my Costa Rica story. Panama story. Whatever you want to call it. The disaster story. And they laughed. And they told me that they thought that was karma and that just that just still blows my mind i would not wish this experience on anyone even though it was one of the most soul awakening experiences of my life it was also one of the most fucking horrifying terrifying things and i have gone through a lot of horrifying terrifying things so now I'm going to sit here and ponder because I'm open to what this person said. I'm curious about it. Was it karma? Did I do something to this person that actually equally deserved this outcome? Did I do something in a past life? Because this was some heavy fucking shit for it to. So if it was karma, I want to know exactly what it was. Anyways, that was just a goofy little ending there because I just love, I love expanding my per- my perspective and expanding my consciousness it's so fun to 
to hypothesize and theorize about things. That's not the wording I wanted, but I am... I cannot think of the word that I want right now, so that works. And I just like picking my own brain. I like picking other people's brains. So yeah, that was just a little brain teaser at the end. But, uh, peace out. Thank you so much for listening to my episode today. I hope you guys continue to listen. And I'll get more comfortable talking about this as I go along. That's why I decided to break it up into segments and not try and dump it all into one long episode. Um, I think that I'll be able to get a lot more details out of that. I really, really wanted to do this episode when everything first happened, so everything was fresh in my mind, so I could remember all those tiny little details, but they're all coming back to me as I'm talking, so I'm excited about that. Stay tuned, guys. Have a great day, and don't forget to love yourselves. Bye! (laughs) Peace out, Brussels sprout. A quick side note before I end the podcast here, because I've had some time to ponder and reflect, and you know what? Fuck that. Um, Someone's saying that they laughed at my trauma. I'm not gonna sit there and wonder if maybe they're right and maybe I deserve that, because that's really fucked up to say to someone, and don't say that shit to people, because what the fuck? And if someone laughs at your trauma, I highly recommend you should reconsider if they are a valuable part to your life or if they actually aren't really adding anything to it so yeah that's all thank you for coming to listen to me have a good day